0: You're listening to Your Magical Midlife, the podcast for women 40 and up. I'm Kate Higgins. I'm a licensed clinical social worker turned coach, and I'm here to be your guide, your friend, and your mentor. I'm here to light your way into your most magical midlife. Let's dive in. Lately, I've been thinking about the gift or gifts that come with grief. Grief is so weird. It sneaks up on you at the most inconvenient and unexpected times. Now, if you are in your 40s or 50s or 60s, I'm sure that you have collected several things to grieve over. Whether that be the loss of a parent, the loss of a relationship, the loss of a friend, an illness, a move, a job loss. I mean, the hits just keep coming. Sometimes it feels like one thing after another. And then there's the collective grief of all the things in the world that we witness and we see and we vicariously experience and vicariously mourn. I'm sure I don't even have to tell you what those things are. I'm sure you're thinking of them right now. And grief is something that in my experience that I've discovered as I get older. It's not a one and done. And sometimes the most random, bizarre, innocuous things will trigger a grief episode that is so intense. It's like, Whatever I'm grieving, it's like it just happened. The other day, I was driving in my car, and a song came on, and it was Betty Davis Eyes. And for whatever reason, I don't even know if this is a real memory. I associate that song with seeing my mother dance at my cousin Claire's wedding. Many years ago, when my mom was probably in her early 60s, before she had breast cancer, before her retina detached and her eye became messed up, before she really started to fail in her health. And I actually found the picture of the memory the last time I was at my parents' house cleaning it out. And it's this wonderful picture of my mother. She looks in the moment and in her joy. She's wearing a red dress. And she is clearly boogieing on the dance floor with her head tilted back. And she just looks so delighted and so infused with life and joy. And I am almost certain, but not 100% sure if Betty Davis Eyes was the song that was playing. It could have been really anything. And you know what? It doesn't even really matter. What matters is that I have this memory of my mother being in a moment of sheer and utter delight. And I hung on to that memory as I sat with her when she was in hospice. And so the other day, I'm at the traffic light, and I have, I have that song on my Spotify playlist because I love that song, but it really does make me cry Like every couple of times that I hear it. Not every single time, but every couple of times, if I'm in a certain mood, the song will just make me release bundled-up emotions. It's not a sad song. It's a goofy song but I associate it with this photograph that I now have that I'm going to frame and put on my altar. So grief is really funny. You think you've processed all the feelings and then, like Freddy Krueger, it just pops on up again. Every once in a while, I experience a wave of grief about my mother. Every once in a while, I experience a wave of grief about my dear friend, Paul, who died. God, it's got to be it's got to be like 20 something years ago. I think it happened before nine eleven. I can't even really imagine, remember. And I would have to actually Google when did Paul die? Because he was a relatively well-known musician and I could look it up, but I'm not going to before this podcast. I'm just going to let it be that I don't quite remember, but every once in a while, I will hear the song by Anthony and the Johnsons, I fell in love with a dead boy, and that will trigger that grief for Paul. And every once in a while, I have a wave of grief about my surgery. And you might be thinking to yourself, Kate, you had that surgery and you were 50 years old. There was no Having children at 50 years old. So what are you crying about? You made that decision by default. So I'm going to tell you that I have a lot of complicated feelings about not having been a mother. I didn't really choose not to have children. I put off having children because I thought I wasn't ready. I didn't have my financial ducks in a row. I was late to the career. I chose a profession that didn't make a lot of money. I didn't go into the area of social work where you could make more money, which is managed care, until I was already 40 years old. My relationship was not stable until not that long ago. So just the ducks didn't line up. And it's not that I didn't want a child But I also didn't desperately want a child that I didn't make it happen. So I both didn't make it happen and did not avoid it. I stayed in this sort of neither here nor there kind of place. And I stayed there too long. And that is entirely my responsibility and my bundle to carry. But maybe you can relate to this. Maybe there's something that you just lost time on and it didn't happen. And for you, maybe it's something else. And having a child biologically is one of those things that we don't always have time for. Or not that we don't always have time for it. We have a limited amount of time to accomplish. As women, if you're going to have a baby, you probably... 42, 43 is probably the last call for alcohol, realistically. That may even not even be for everybody And I wasn't willing to go down the route of IVF. I have many friends who went through IVF and I have many friends who went through IVF and have no baby to show for it. And people then always say, well, you could always adopt. And that's true too. That is true. I could always adopt. But adoption is really complicated. The people I know who are adopted have very complex feelings about having been not wanted, abandoned, and then there's the sorrow of that, and then there's the explanation of that. And at the age I am now, I don't think I'm going to sign up to raise a tiny baby at 50 almost 3 years old because i would want to be there for the whole thing you know and you can't guarantee that when you adopt a child at 53 that you're going to live to see them well into adulthood because you just don't know i mean not that you ever know because you never know right you could have a baby at 21 and get pancreatic cancer and and be gone when you're 28 there are no guarantees in life i just don't feel that at this point in my life that's the right choice for me either. And then people say, oh, you could foster children. And that's true too. But having worked within the foster care system, I know that that's a really difficult road that I don't think I'm willing to put myself in. It's just not my, I'm just, I'm not equipped for it if I'm honest with myself. I wish I was. And I admire the people who take in foster care children. They tend to be really good, morally sound people with very stable lives. And I just, I still don't feel like my life is there. In so many ways, I'm still just figuring stuff out. And maybe I'm part of a selfish generation. I think of that too. I feel like Maybe I didn't make the right choice, or maybe I just pulled the cards I pulled, and that was how it all turned out. But sometimes, and the point of this episode is sometimes we grieve things that we didn't get to do, didn't get to have, didn't get to experience. And I know a lot of women who didn't have kids, and a lot of them feel just fine about it. And that's great. Good for you. You feel sure in your decision. But this episode is for the ambivalent people, or this portion of the episode is for those ambivalent people who feel like they missed a dream. So I try to remind myself of the teachings that I've read over the years, over and over and over and over again. The teachers that say, you can't miss anything that is meant for you. And I try to comfort myself with that. And sometimes it's really hard. Sometimes it really makes me sad. And I think we should just allow ourselves to have our feelings. Feelings are so threatening in our culture. I think I grew up in a family that if you had a feeling, the feeling was just, it was too much. It was like a bomb that was about to explode in the house. So you had to contain the feeling Deactivate the feeling, make the feeling go away, fix the feeling. So I want to invite you to not fix your feelings, to let yourself have your grief, whatever your grief is about. If you're still grieving the loss of your marriage, just let yourself grieve it. If you're grieving the death of your parent, let yourself grieve it. If you're grieving not having a child, let yourself grieve it. If you're grieving, not having pursued something that you are now too old to do because of biology or whatever, like you dreamed of being a, I don't know, a forest ranger and now you're 50 and your back is all messed up and you can't do it, you physically can't do it, let yourself grieve it. It is so important to honor your grief, to sit in the darkness with yourself and just let yourself feel it. It is going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Other dreams will find their way to you to help you make your life meaningful, dynamic, joyful, loving, expansive, expanding. I promise you. Open your heart to new experiences. That's what I'm trying to do and I'm encouraging you to do it too. The hysterectomy really brought up a lot of grief about not having children. In fact, I'm going to share this, and this is really personal. So, you know, strap in. (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't expecting to share this, but I am am called to say it. The day before my hysterectomy, actually it was maybe the weekend before my hysterectomy. Let me not get too precious about the details of when exactly it happened, because it doesn't matter. The weekend before my hysterectomy, my partner and I were talking about it, and I had so much sorrow about it, and he had sorrow about it too, and we realized that there was a lot of sadness that we just couldn't make our relationship work earlier, and we both had to sit with the fact that we probably would have made really good parents had the circumstances been different, and that was a lot to sit with. I think there was a lot of shame and a lot of guilt and a lot of sorrow there. And it was a lot. It was a lot to sit with. It was a lot to carry. But I'm glad we shared it, and I'm glad I wasn't alone with it. So let yourself feel your grief. Your grief is not going to kill you. You need to process it all the way through. If you need support on it, you can reach out to me with a DM. And just let me know what you're grieving about, and I will hold the space for you. I will help you sit with the grief so that the grief can be let go. I hope that's helpful for you. Maybe you can make yourself a playlist of songs you can cry it out to, because it's okay to let those feelings go, and it is safe for you to do so. So I think that's all I have to say on that today. I'll probably come back with another episode about grief because it is, it's a big one. It's a big one. It's a big, big topic. There's so much to say on that. So let's pull a card on it. Let's pull a card for this episode. And you can think about something that you would like to process, something that you would like to honor, and something you'd like to put down. And our card for this episode is the magician. Okay. So the magician is the card that reminds us that you have everything you need and no matter what your experience is, you can always transform it. So I'm going to try to transform my grief for all the things that I've lost along the way to being 53 And I'm going to transform that experience into something beautiful. And maybe I'll even do a ritual around it. You know what? I think that's the invitation to do a ritual around the grief. So on this upcoming full moon, which will be long past when I release this episode. So I invite you to pick a full moon and write down whatever it is you're grieving on a piece of paper and burn it and release it and let yourself go. And let yourself off the hook for any mistakes you have made and any part of that grief that is yours. I invite you to let it go. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to Your Magical Midlife. I'm Kate Higgins and I've been your host. You can follow me on Instagram at Your Magical Midlife you can check out my website, www.yourmagicalmidlife.com. I am offering a very special end of 2023 two-hour coaching session called The Appraisal. This is a personal process that I use every year for myself, and I'm offering it to you. You can go to my Instagram and look in the link tree. It is called The Appraisal. All the details are there. I'm so excited to be sharing this process. It has helped me tremendously close each and every year out, feeling good, feeling like I accomplished something, something and forgiving myself for the places where I fell short. I hope it helps you, and I hope you check it out. Please remember to rate, like, and subscribe to this podcast. It does help keep me in those algorithms. Have a great week and I'll see you soon. Take care.